Okay, so here's the deal. Last night I was inspired and I had this thought come to me and so I created a text message and I'm just going to read verbatim what the text message was to set the tone for this, this quick mini dialogue. So the text goes as follows. Think about it. If a million dollars fell in your lap right now, it really wouldn't change anything. It would serve this version of you and the desires you have now, but it wouldn't make transformation and meaning happen. Having that money fall in your lap doesn't change the fact that you don't know how to buy a stock, how to speak another language, how to be an engineer. You can't buy a skill. You can throw all the money you want at Spanish classes, at tutors, at fancy games, cassettes or CDs, etc. That doesn't mean you'll learn Spanish. You can't make people attracted to your MLM business or YouTube channel. You can throw a bunch of money at advertising, but that won't necessarily get you loyalty and recurring business. So what does drive these things? What does determine whether or not we can do and learn, whether we harness and transform? What is the force that moves us into those realities where those things are possible? Money won't change the so-called radio station it's just a product of it. So what does change it? So that was a text that I had sent last night to a good friend of mine. And I wanted to build off of that concept as we talk about the authentic person. And as we talk about motivation in our life, what we're actually striving for, what, what we're actually trying to quote unquote achieve and just kind of our paradigm about what it means to live in this world in an authentic way and making that transition. And so I thought about it. How much of my day, whether on a conscious or unconscious level, is designed to gear me toward becoming more valuable so that I may earn more income so that I may feel more security or have more options or do more things. How much of those internal feelings of significant self-worth value are driven by the pursuit of income? I had to think about that for a minute and realize that whether I'm thinking about it or not, whether my intentions are great or not, there is this lingering feeling of, yeah, I want to increase my income, of course. But then I was, as I was thinking about it, on the heels of uh, doing an RFP presentation within my graduate program, I thought to myself, no amount of money is going to influence whether or not I'm going to be able to learn the skills necessary to do an effective presentation. Money isn't going to buy me energetic and emotional persuasion. Money isn't going to buy me knowledge. Of course, I can buy all the books. I can buy all the lectures. I can buy tickets to conferences with the money. But whether or not that stuff sinks into my head and sinks into my brain and becomes a part of my schema, money doesn't influence that. Money doesn't make that happen. What does? And to answer that question, of course, for me, I have to kind of go the spiritual route. What is the driving force of life that even allows us to exist in these bodies, that allows our heart to beat, that allows ourselves to 
multiply and do the processes that we do I don't even want to say trillions of times a day because it's probably exponentially more than that. I really don't know. All without us having to do anything about it. This life force that that binds us, connects us to this planet and to this consciousness and this conscious awareness. What What is that? So, our development our transformation, our actual shifting levels, if you will, from going to level one to level two, is what gives meaning to us. The problem is we don't prioritize that meaning as highly as we prioritize that feeling of, oh, wow, I'm worth $90,000 a year. I am somebody now, for example. So I think of it like Tetris or Mario, where you're on level one, and if it's truly the first time you've played the game and you haven't beat the game and you're starting over, but if it's truly the first time you're playing the game, you're on level one in Mario, and you're trying to figure out what the rules are, what I can and can't do, what's going to yield certain results, what's going to kill me, what's going to allow me to um, be able to better handle this, this level and the circumstances within it. There is a long way to go before you have the ability to take on Bowser, for example. You don't even know that, you know, jumping into a feather or a flower is going to give you the ability to throw fireballs and fly. You don't even know that's a possibility. You get exposed to mushroom on the first level that makes you bigger, but that's about it. You have no idea what you can and can't do. You have no idea that, that Yoshi even exists necessarily, other than if you look at the cover of the game. But you don't know that you can have a purple Yoshi, a yellow Yoshi, an orange Yoshi. You have no idea. A Yoshi that can fly, a Yoshi that can stomp, a Yoshi that can breathe underwater. So that that's that's what becomes interesting. And, and the game itself is about developing and evolving and looking at looking at this growth and building the skills that then allow you to conquer your ultimate goal what would happen if you got the one million dollars on level one i mean think about your perspective of the world on level one think about your perspective of yourself of life on level one how would you spend that money what what would your desires be at that level versus you've been through trials and tribulations. You've had to make decisions of, hey, yes, I've got Yoshi, but I really need to let him go if I'm going to make it through this next part here. Yeah, I need to make a decision based on am I going to take the flower power or am I going to take the feather based on what I'm about to go through right now. Like you need to cut losses even when it doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, cut ties, even when it doesn't make sense necessarily to cut ties, but you have the end game in mind. So when you get to level 30, how is your perspective different then? Now, if you had that same $1 million fall into your lap, how would you be different? How would you spend it differently? What would your desires be? How do you see the world? I guess that's my point here is where does money actually come from? Where does our worth actually come from? Right? Does, does it come from our company? Does the money come from our company? 
and now we've got to do things that make the company like us and fit this mold of what the company wants and what the company values and what other people value and make other people like us so they think that we're worth more and we can advance through the company and you know we like our company we like kind of what we do but in our heart something still feels off because as long as we remain attached to needing the company then we can only ever be 70 to 80 percent of our full and true selves because we don't want to like do something and even if that that stirs that stirs things the wrong way and even if our company fully supports us even if we have a progressive reinvented organization like frederick Lelou outlines and reinventing organizations and they support us well if we for whatever reason something happened to the economy and that company tanked or like we lost our job that would leave a missing voice so there's always like this underlying void of what if i didn't have my company or what if i didn't have xyz what if i didn't have this or what if i didn't have that and so this this leaves this lingering fear within us that I think we underestimate how much that drives and motivates decisions we make and things that we do. But what if we knew? What if we knew we were separate entities from the company? We were independent entities. Energetic, vibrational entities where the money didn't come from the company. The company was just a middleman was just the mouthpiece for the universe to facilitate that money coming and that abundance coming to us but what if it didn't derive from the company what if it derived from us what if we were standalone beings not dependent on anything outside of us what if we had the ability to create generate our reality completely from where we stood and then everything that surrounds us is a manifestation of our paradigm and our energy and our focus how would that stretch what's possible well I, I can't do this and I can't do that because my company's here this is where I work this is where I am and I need to stay here because of the money because of this this that and the other thing so now you are incorrectly placing your freedom and independence outside of you and placing it in the responsibility of another entity. And so you are at some level are trading off some piece of yourself and giving it, giving it away to some place where it really doesn't belong. What if we flip that on its head? It seems counterintuitive. How would that affect... Even if you did continue to show up every single day to that job. I'm not saying, we're going to quit our job and love. no, you can't have a job. You've got to start your own business, an online business. Because even then, even if you had an online business, you go anywhere in the world, you're making $100,000 a year all online. You're your own business owner. You can take as many days off. The whole process is automated, blah, 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 blah. You... If you are in that paradigm, you're still under the belief that your money is coming from somewhere else. It still requires people to be consumers. It still requires people to pay you. It still requires people to be unsatisfied and be looking for a solution that you just so happen to provide. So theoretically, 
everybody could stop wanting your solution. A better solution could come out. And now your income source is dried up. So we're, we're not talking specifically attaching to titles or positions or jobs or businesses. We're talking about a principle of how we understand and see the way those things unfold. Whether you work at a company as a consultant and you are able to work X amount of days remotely, and you may associate that with freedom, or you can work online from anywhere in the world, you may associate that with freedom. Whether you make 50,000 or 150,000, you may associate that with freedom. You may have great health benefits and can do blood work X amount of times a year and go to the doctors without a copay for the rest of your life. You may associate that with freedom. But what I'm saying is that your sense of freedom cannot be derived from getting those things because then you perceive those things as outside of you. And as long as they're outside of you, then it's almost like you're Voldemort and Harry Potter where you've taken these horcruxes, you've taken these pieces of your soul and you've put them out here. But now almost inextricably from that is now you are giving away responsibility of yourself, of your image of who you truly are instead of holding all the chips within you and noticing that all this stuff stems from you as an expression of you and you only ever find yourself in that job making that income because of your level of awareness, self-realization, and enlightenment. And that thing out here is only here to facilitate a lesson, a teaching, an experience for us, something that we hold within us. It is mirroring back. How ridiculous would it be to look in the mirror and say, hey, I don't like the way that your chest hair looks. Or your chest hair, like, oh, thinking that the mirror is somehow responsible for how you look. The job is the mirror. Thinking that the job is somehow responsible for our sense of happiness or sense of freedom or self-worth, etc., is completely misplaced. If we don't like the shirt that our reflection in the mirror is wearing, do we get mad or do we feel bad or do we get sad or do we feel worthless? Do we feel upset, powerless? On some level, we recognize that we are the ones that need to go change the shirt, look in the mirror again, and see how that feels. And that's what's happening here. The only thing is, is this is a very visceral 4D experience that we feel. And so when we show up to our job, it's very 4D, very tangible, very real to us. So we have a hard time separating, hey, this is actually still just a mirror. And that's the beauty of it. That's the matrix. That's becoming the... Morpheus, Neo portion of the matrix as opposed to those who live within the matrix. That's taking the blue pill, right? That's us saying, hey, this is really, uh, feels really real. But I'm still curious about my relationship to it. It's like piercing a fundamental assumption about what we think is actually going on. And my question is, does this piercing of that fundamental assumption free up how we're able to think, free up how we're able to see the world? Does it free up beliefs that we now have access to? And through that opening up of those 
insights and beliefs and awareness are we do we then become more malleable within our environment do we then become more malleable to what we can perceive not creating from a place of fear and i need to get somewhere and achievement and this that and the other thing but creating from a broader perspective that gives our energy more outreach into all possibilities and then we can fine-tune and pick not only what serves us not only what we can get but what serves us in the context of how we can serve the greater consciousness that we're already plugged into so that's my question is something so fundamental as money we got to get 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 this and i only use money because it's something that is so deeply personal and so deeply ingrained and rooted into our culture and all that shit so that's that's how I'm using it. But this money, money, no matter how deep we go, money seems to be the thing that always seems bigger than us. You know, we can kind of get, oh, you know, like the car. Or, yeah, I don't need the car. I don't need to impress people at a stoplight that I'm never going to meet in my life. Nobody gives a shit about my car. Nobody gives a shit about my house. I get it. Okay, I, I can stop wanting those things to, for the purpose of keeping up with the Joneses. I am bigger than those things. Like, I can be happy living a minimalist lifestyle. But money, man, money, money, that, that's just on a different level for some reason. And maybe it's not like that for everybody. But, so that's why I want to discuss this. I want to go straight into the heart of, I believe is the number one thing distorting our view of reality. This belief that this one thing is bigger than all the rest and there is so much evidence around us well if i didn't have money i wouldn't be able to do xyz even our survival our shelter that the food that we eat the clothes that we wear is tied inextricably to money so money money is this big overarching thing that we can't separate from it's such a heavy attachment but what if what if we could and what if we needed to in order to fully understand how we can relate to it in an empowering way because i don't care what you say if you look at a relationship as long as you are dependent on another person there is a limit to the potential that that relationship can reach. I believe that the healthiest, strongest relationships are those where both people are relentlessly growing, challenging themselves, thinking, and then choosing to come together because they want to, because it's their highest calling, because they feel that pure energetic pull to one another as opposed to Ah, my heart's leading me this way. I know it is, but I'm used to being with you. I'm attached to you. What would my life be like without you? I can't picture that. I'm scared. I couldn't, you know. It's not a place of empowerment. It's a place of need. And that's different. That's a completely different energy. So with money, I believe that money is kind of sitting there waiting for us to take that step into that viewpoint where it's like, hey, stop needing me like this this is toxic for both of us i am powerful but so are you and if you can position me and frame me correctly in your mind we we can have a very beautiful relationship together but as long as you place me on this pedestal that i really don't belong on because truthfully i couldn't exist without you 
but yet you're making it seem like you can't exist without me, this isn't a healthy dynamic for either one of us. So I can't be with you right now. But when you frame me correctly, not when you disregard me, not when you condemn me, because guess what? That doesn't lead to a healthy relationship either. But when you frame me properly, we can be together and we can be together fully. So that's my thoughts uh, on this topic right now. And I would like to see where that goes. What if we truly felt that we are the focal point? Think about it. If every human on the planet died, money would mean nothing. Money doesn't have any anything to do with anything. But the trees still live. The grass still lives. The deer still run around. You know? Life. Life. Life is the focal point. Not money. We give life to money. And money then has the power to sustain us as well. But we have to frame that correctly very difficult to do but that's why i feel like coming at it from the spiritual perspective which i don't feel like i discussed fully here is the way to loosen up our confines around it so it's something to continue to be explored